This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, September 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's headlines. USDA funding drama. CFAP 2 lauded. Sign-up kicks off. Atrazine gets interim okay. Stopgap funding agreement is due. The nation's attention will be riveted this week by the Supreme Court vacancy left by the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But Congress still faces a looming deadline for keeping the government funded after the new fiscal year starts October 1st. The text of a continuing resolution is expected to be released as soon as today. One of the last remaining issues to be resolved into the weekend was the replenishment of the USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation account. Aides told AgriPulse yesterday afternoon that Democratic congressional leaders had still not signed off on the CCC funding. The House is supposed to vote on the CR this week. Follow developments at AgriPulse.com and read our Washington Week Ahead at www.agripulse.com. AgriPulse Summit, focus on food security. Today, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue and the chairman and ranking members of the House and Senate Agriculture Committees will headline the AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit being held online this year. The summit will explore the links between food security and national security and will feature some top thought leaders in U.S. and global agriculture. Among the speakers, Jose Andreas, the chef and anti-hunger advocate, executives from companies such as Beringer Ingelheim, Elanco, and Indigo. U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Programs, Kip Tom, and retired General William E. Kip Ward, inaugural commander of AFRICOM. Sign-up starts for CFAP 2. Enrollment kicks off today for the second round of coronavirus relief payments to farmers, which is being expanded to numerous additional commodities under expanded payment rules. House Agriculture Committee Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota welcoming the new rules, noting that the commodities newly eligible for the coronavirus food assistance program include turkey and all classes of wheat. There are some good things in this second CFAT plan, and the Secretary should be commended for simplifying the application process for specialty crop growers and making sure livestock producers like the turkey growers in my district have what they need. It also expands the program to all classes of wheat and makes sure most commodities left out in the first round receive some support, Peterson said. He pointed out that ethanol producers and contract poultry growers remain ineligible for the program. USDA says it lacks legal authority to make payments to those sectors. Take note, in the cost-benefit analysis of the new rules, the USDA estimates the payments will eventually total $13.2 billion. The largest share of that, $5.7 billion, is expected to go to producers of row crops, with the largest amount going to corn. Another $2.5 billion is expected to be paid for beef cattle, $2.2 billion for specialty commodities, and $1.3 billion for milk. Those estimates take into account the impact of the $250,000 per producer payment limit. Keep in mind, 
USDA had estimated the CFAP-1 payments would total $16 billion. So far, USDA has paid just under $10 billion. You can read our report on the CFAP-2 rules again at agripulse.com. COVID recovery for agriculture is slow. Despite recent strengthening in commodity markets, a top agriculture economist says the ag sector is recovering from COVID-19 economic hits, but slowly. John Newton, chief economist of the American Farm Bureau Federation, says the challenge is not over because coronavirus is still here. Newton told AgriPulse, we're not back to work. Business travel has not resumed. Kids aren't in schools across the country, and things could go backwards. Restaurant growth has slowed considerably since states reopened and will likely plateau, he said. Newton also notes that the ethanol sector is still 10% of the year-ago levels on processing capacity. Enviros decry EPA move on atrazine. Reaction to EPA's interim decision clearing atrazine for re-registration came swiftly from environmental groups. They say the agency did not adequately take into account data showing harmful effects to the environment and human health. The Center for Food Safety and the Center for Biological Diversity, both frequent litigants in pesticide matters, says the decision puts both children and flora and fauna at risk. Atrazine, quote, is extremely toxic to aquatic plants, fish, and amphibians, and has also been associated with adverse reproductive impacts and cancer, said CFS science policy analyst Bill Fries. Both groups said the product should be banned. By the way, Syngenta said it was reviewing the EPA decision and had no immediate comment. Wheeler says in announcing the interim decision in Missouri Friday, EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler said the decision is another example of the Trump administration taking action in support of America's farmers, one of our strongest allies in our mission to protect public health and the environment. The benefits of atrazine in agriculture are high, so these new protections give our nation's farmers more clarity and certainty concerning proper use. CFTC Livestock Task Force logs first fine. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission says a Mexican-based meat processor has agreed to pay a $35,000 fine for violating live cattle futures speculative position limits. The case is negotiable as the first enforcement case stemming from the work of the agency's Livestock Markets Task Force. CFTC said that on June 23rd, Sue Carne, SADCV, held a net short position of five other contracts in the CME June 2020 Live Futures contract. This exceeded the spot month speculative position of 300 contracts established by CME, according to the CFTC. Take note, CME also has imposed a $25,000 penalty. CFTC Commissioner Dan Berkovitz agreed with the fine but said it was not enough. At today's prices, the $35,000 penalty is less than the cost of a single live cattle futures contract, he said. Here's today's He Said It. The pandemic has affected practically the entire agricultural system, and the second round of coronavirus food assistance program aid reflects that. That J.B. Johansson, president of the California Farm Bureau Federation. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, September 21st. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.